It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. We welcome you aboard to episode number 290 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Again, sorry for the uh, inconsistency in the schedule. Uh, just trying to allow my voice to heal as much as I can and uh, cough, bronchitis, whatever the hell I'm dealing with. Um, you guys all know you all go through it once, twice, three times a year, whatever it might be. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I try not to shut down. I try not to, uh, take too much time off from work, but, uh, it's kind of hard to, uh, do the amount of radio that I do on a daily or weekly basis and do the podcast and do everything else, uh, and not have some sort of drop off, uh, in production or energy or ability to do everything. So I apologize. The voice still sounds very hoarse. I'm still coughing. Uh, still going through all of that stuff. Uh, I hope to be a little more regular uh, in terms of production this week. Uh, I hope to be healthy, uh, and I hope to get you guys as much information uh, as we possibly can. Again, it is episode number 290. If you missed uh, 289, we went in detail over the Redskins and their officiating controversies and all the different uh, things that came out of that particular game. Uh, as well, we touched on a little bit of, you know, what Chris Cooley is kind of looking at. Uh, and that, of course, revolves around the quarterback situation. And that's how we'll start this particular episode uh, right here. And that is Colt McCoy is not only not battling for the starting quarterback position, which we've said all along that he wasn't and that it should be Case Keenum and that it would be Case Keenum, simply because... Whatever advantage Colt McCoy had in terms of his knowledge and experience in the system was not only negated, but was completely squashed by the fact that you simply could not trust him to stay healthy. This wasn't an attack on Colt McCoy. This wasn't a, I feel, I don't feel bad for Colt McCoy. This is just a simple matter of reality. And it's always been a problem. It's, it's always been a problem. His entire time here in Washington. Uh, again, people want to act like this just came up. That's not true. You go back to 2014, and remember, he came here after um, you know concussion issues with the Cleveland Browns in a previous stint. You go back to 2014, and maybe it seemed minor at the time, but he had a neck injury, uh, and he lost the opportunity to be the starter there. 
And when he lost the quarterback battle in 2015 to Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins wasn't that much better until the preseason, the bottom line is, is I believe durability, questions, concerns about how healthy Colt McCoy could stay and how much better Kirk Cousins was at that particular area. And it was proven to be true uh, because he, he started every day and every game for three consecutive years for the Redskins. And of course, his first year with the Vikings. So now that's, you know, four years running where Kirk Cousins has not missed a single start, not even come close. You know, I, I believe back in 2015 that Colt McCoy's health was a factor in choosing to go with Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying it was an overwhelming factor, but I do believe it was a factor. And you fast forward again, if it was a factor then, which I believe, then you look and you say, well, the Alex Smith investment, okay? That doesn't turn out. That doesn't work out. As a matter of fact, that's been a nightmare for the Redskins to deal with from a salary cap perspective and obviously from a terrible injury to Alex Smith perspective. But then you look at what happened again after that for Colt McCoy. He comes right in, throws a touchdown. Everybody thinks Colt McCoy... Look, there's no doubt Colt McCoy can run this offense. There is no doubt that Colt McCoy can play the quarterback position. He is a high-event quarterback. He is going to make some mistakes. He is going to throw some interceptions. He is going to make some decisions that make you want to pull your hair out. But he's also going to be able to run the offense, and he's also going to make plenty of plays. But then he gets hurt. Early December, Monday night football, and for the Redskins... They intentionally kept him off of injured reserve because they said, well, if we're in a position to be in the playoffs or a position to fight for the playoffs, i.e. week 17, we want to have that option. They couldn't put him on IR uh, is what they said because they thought they might be able to get him ready. And now what they're all saying is, oh, we, we, we aired, we rushed. We made a mistake, um, and so much so that Jay Gruden, and of course we know what it led to, multiple procedures after that that we've covered here a million times. Jay Gruden on Sunday after practice said, quote, oh man, it might not be the end of camp as far as a timetable for when Colt McCoy is coming back. He's still not practicing. It might be two or three weeks into the season. We don't know yet. Like I said, there's no timetable for him until he feels like he's 100% to push off that leg. Until that time comes, he's going to be rehabbing. End quote. So Jay Gruden told the media, not only are we not sure if he's coming back never mind this week for Atlanta, but like if he's would, if he potentially would be healthy enough to be cleared to practice again a week, week and a half before the regular season so that maybe you could say, well, you know, despite not playing in the preseason, he knows the system better. We're going to have him as a starting quarterback. No, no, that isn't right now on the table. I guess that could change. But what Jay is saying, it might be a couple of weeks into the season. That's frightening. 
that's frightening because they were counting on Colt McCoy potentially to be the starting quarterback, which, again, was wrong in and of itself because I don't know why anybody would have counted on Colt McCoy. I've said this a million times. Wrote a column about it. I've said it on this podcast a thousand times. I don't know. I, I mean, this is not being mean to Colt McCoy. This is just being realistic. At that position, you cannot have the questions uh, about durability. You have to value it. You have to honor it. You have to recognize it. The Redskins did not do that with Kirk Cousins. Again, the belief that all of a sudden Colt McCoy was just going to be healthy is kind of absurd. And whether they screwed up, whether McCoy wanted to, I don't know. I don't know what was behind the scenes. Maybe they were just taking an outside chance, but it it, it just seems like they didn't let the heel the the bone heal. That caused multiple procedures. Then they kept him out of OTAs the entire time, and they said he'll be fine, he'll be fine, he'll be fine for training camp. And what do you know? He is fine. He opens up the season or the training training camp, not on physically unable to perform. Once he practices once, they lose the option of putting him on the season pup, which means he would be able to miss six weeks, but they wouldn't have to use an IR spot for him and therefore potentially bring him back and use one of their two IR bringbacks or callbacks. So they let him go out there and practice. He's taking full team reps and first team reps. Of course, there's no contact in training camp. But you do have to be able to run around, scramble, move, do all the different things. And somehow and some way between the process of clearing him for camp, conditioning, evaluation, time, rehab, all of that, somehow, some way between all of that and the start of camp and a reaggravation by being tripped up and falling. That in and of its completely has brought us back to a point where he is rendered useless. Again, I don't know how much the latest injury has anything to do with this. I think it has some. But the bottom line is is the Redskins are screwed right now because they're in a situation where they have Case Keenum. He's their starting quarterback. He should be their starting quarterback, but he's only under contract for one year. He's new to the system, and journeyman would describe him as best, maybe journeyman plus. With Colt McCoy, he has a $2 million guaranteed base salary, a $500,000 roster bonus. So again, the Redskins would be losing. I think he has to be on the roster week one. So the Redskins would be losing about $2 million worth of dead money if they were to let Colt McCoy go and not be on the 53, but their only other options are carrying him on the 53 until he's ready to go, which could be, again, week one, week two, week three, week four, or putting him on injured reserve, losing him for the first eight games or eight weeks, and then also having to use one of your callback spots. It's a very, very, very tricky situation uh, for the Redskins, one of which they partially created. And they aired on. And how this keeps happening, we don't know. Whether it's a just bad luck issue, whether it's a medical issue. I mean, a lot of people have pointed the finger at Larry Hess and the athletic training staff. 
I mean, certainly I think they are responsible for a part of this, uh, but sometimes it's the player, sometimes it's the coaches, sometimes it's the organization, sometimes it's just bad luck. We don't know. We don't know the blame chart. But clearly something is wrong here. And the Redskins are finally admitting that, but is there any reason to have any faith moving forward when he does get cleared back? When he does start playing again? I mean, there's no reason to be optimistic. You can hope. That's about it. All right, we'll take a time out here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 290. Make sure you guys check out the new Locked on NFL. It's on fire. Last week, one of the most listened to NFL shows, expert analysis, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast of all things Uh, NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Back in a flash. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 290 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So, again, we still don't know whether Colt McCoy is going to open up on the 53 and just be hidden uh, because, again, he knows the system and also because he's guaranteed $2 million. Not that that's, you know, a hit that you can't absorb. Uh, Or if he's going to open up on IR. And, again, the Redskins are going to have to use uh, one of their two recalls when his IR stint happens and they're still going to be, of course, short two quarterbacks and maybe the kid that they just signed last week from Baylor, uh, maybe he goes on the practice squad. We don't know. Uh, We don't know at this point uh, because it's impossible to know when and how long Colt McCoy is going to take to recover. Uh, But it is a little bit alarming when Jay Gruden, who is usually not trying to spread gasoline on the fire, is talking about could be a week or two or three into the regular season. The Redskins made a couple of roster moves over the weekend uh, that we have not told you about. They waived defensive back Dewan Neal, who they just signed last week. Uh, He was a Division II corner. Uh, I know some people had some high hopes for him. I, I know in talking to one of my partners at 106.7 The Fan, Pete Medhurst, uh, he had some high hopes for him. But they brought um, a young defensive tackle, Kahari Clark, uh, into the fold. He played at the University of Florida, undrafted free agent, uh, 6'1", about 3'10". You know, of course, going to work right into the inside and the interior. Who knows if he'll be on the... Active 53, I doubt it, uh, when they cut down to that. Uh, But he was a rotational defensive lineman, um, you know, who put up some pretty good production. uh, And, 
you know, I would I, I would also say this. He gives them for the next two games, and he gives himself a chance to be evaluated not only by the Redskins, by but by the rest of the league. Tim Settle has a knee injury. He's still not necessarily even close to 100% yet, although they don't think it's going to be anything major. Uh, and, of course, Kayla Brantley has been dealing with that mild Liz Frank sprain. So he is a couple of weeks away from probably being close to 100%, assuming that he's close to 100%. Uh, so the Redskins needed some depth there. Uh, and again, you know, Kari Clark can help himself out. Ran a 5.38 in the 40. Um, again, an 8.03 three-cone drill. Not a great athlete is the best way I could say it. Um, so I wouldn't expect anything major here in, in this regard, but, you know, just pointing it out. Um, the other move that the Redskins made was bringing in Gary Johnson, a linebacker, and letting go of defensive end Miles Humphrey. Now, Gary Johnson played at Texas, uh, and very fast, so... The Redskins are kind of hoping for lightning in a bottle here um, that maybe they stumble upon a great athlete and can tap out and tap the potential that he has. So what they did was um, they, again, signed... Actually, Miles Humphrey's a linebacker. They list him as a defensive end in their official press release, uh, but he's also like one of those edge guys. Uh, Gary Johnson, again, I, I think he's, uh, you know, roughly a, a sub 4-4 four, four guy. Um, and, you know, you just never know with guys that can actually run and have some speed what they're going to turn into. He was with the Chiefs. Um, he was undrafted. So, again, he's got issues. Nobody's saying that he's going to be a great player by any means. But when you add speed... And when you add an athlete in the right system, in the right scheme, at the right time, you could turn at least somebody into, at least somebody into a great special teams player. Uh, again, he was undrafted. He was released by the Kansas City Chiefs uh, following their mandatory minicamp. The Redskins are a little bit light there. Josh Harvey Clemens was banged up on Thursday night after a good game dealing with a concussion. Sean Dion Hamilton returned to practice on a limited basis on Sunday through individuals. So, again, this is a depth thing um, for a guy like Gary Johnson. Again, don't know how well he can play. Uh, obviously undrafted for a reason. Obviously let go of by the Kansas City Chiefs for a reason. 147 tackles in two years at Texas, eight and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and two pass breakups in 23 games. So good for him. Uh, We'll see what he's got. I'm sure you'll expect to see plenty of Gary Johnson um, this Thursday in Atlanta. All right, we're going to take another quick timeout here on the Locked on Redskins podcast just so we stay uh, on track. A quick reminder before we hit that break to make sure you check out fantasy football coverage from Vinny Iyer and Locked on Fantasy Football. 
Make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked on Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. And if you do, <coughs> you'll just be the same. If you want different, if you want fresh, innovative, get the edge from Vinny. It'll put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. Get it now. Locked on Fantasy Football. Back in a flash to wrap up the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 290 next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 290 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Cleaning up a couple of injury news and notes that I forgot to mention uh, earlier in the show. Terry McLaurin, Bruce Tailbone who was held out of Tuesday, last Thursday's, I should say, preseason home opener against the Bengals, is expected to play uh, on Thursday in Atlanta. He should be fine as well. Morgan Moses was back at practice on Sunday uh, and, again, should be okay, as was the expectation on that. We mentioned Sean Dion Hamilton, Cole Holcomb being banged up. Again, they are practicing on a limited basis. Uh, so that should cover us in that area. One thing that I wanted to get to here real quickly, this just kind of crossed, was, uh, and we'll have more on this and this ranking uh, on the next edition, but Pro Football Focus did a quarterback ranking for starting quarterbacks or projected starting quarterbacks for the 2019 season, and they ranked Case Keenum number 30. Number 30. Uh, here's what it said. Keenum's career has one clear outlier season in 2017. He ranked seventh with an 81.4 grade with the Minnesota Vikings. But the rest of his extended starting opportunities have him ranked in the mid-20s among NFL signal callers. Keenum has shown that he's a solid spot starter, but he's become somewhat of a bridge quarterback or a placeholder for franchises looking at their long-term option, which would basically explain everything that you need with the Redskins. Pro Football Focus went on to mention his 2017 season was aided by a strong receiving core, unquestionable, uh, and unsustainably strong play under pressure, while last season saw Keenum fall back in line with a number 28 ranking in percentage of positively graded throws while finishing 26th at avoiding negatives. The only two projected starting quarterbacks lower than Case Keenum, and therefore of the Redskins, Josh Rosen, another guy that they were after, uh, reportedly, who wound up with the Miami Dolphins, uh, and Josh Allen, the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, who had certainly limited weapons, showed some flashes, but very inaccurate uh, in his rookie year. He is the lowest-ranked projected starting quarterback according to Pro Football Focus. Again, we'll have more on the entire list uh, coming up in the next episode. Uh, but again, the expectations, very, very, very low. 
All right, one thing we want to finish up with here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, this via profootballfocus.com. Uh, How are the Redskins grading out throughout the preseason, for whatever that's worth? Well, not very good. They've only scored 23 points. They've allowed uh, 53 points. They are an overall 60.0, a 51.3 uh, are the Redskins on offense with a slightly higher grade, 52.7 in terms of their passing offense. The Redskins have a 47.3 pass blocking grade, a 58.8 receiving grade, 58.8 uh, out of 100, a 62.0 uh, grade for run offense and for run blocking Uh, They have a 51.4. For the defense overall, they have a 70.5 with a 72.8 overall cumulative grade for their run defense, a 62.5 for their tackling, a 59.3 out of 100. Again, this via all pro football focus. Uh, a 59.3 for their pass rushing. Uh, and in their coverage, they have a 72.0, 72. 72.0 uh, for their coverage. Their special teams, which has been absolutely dreadful, a 54.1. But the good news is they're not the worst special teams somehow in the preseason. Yes, there's worse, like the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. Again, for whatever it's worth. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, all lower uh, than the Washington Redskins. The Atlanta Falcons, their next opponent. And the team that's, again, you know, um, represents the most significant challenge in the preseason for whatever that's worth. They are 0-3 in the preseason. Uh, They've only scored 47 points. They've allowed 70 points. Uh, Just quickly, their overall grade, a 60.7. Their offense, a 56.6. Their defense, a 72.6. And Ben Cutweek's special teams. Remember him? Former Redskins special teams coordinator, a 38.0. So even lower. Forgot to mention that. Significantly lower than what the Redskins are. So both special teams units uh, struggling, certainly out of the gate in the preseason. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 290. Thanks for being with us. Again, I apologize about the voice. Make sure you follow always at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, as well at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, And also you can email me, russellmania 9 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.